Yeah! Never has that felt so good to say out loud, right? With everything that is going on here. It's like, real quick, and yeah. we, we just heard the, the open there and talking about how this player came from Washington, that player came from Washington, another player came from Washington. Yeah. Is there anybody on the Washington football team that we'd like? Is, is there anybody else? To do Is Alexander Ovechkin from the Caps somebody that we could pick up? Because apparently they're open for business with L.A. teams. No, the two cities have merged. Um, <laughs> everything actually, the electoral votes are also, actually that wouldn't, that wouldn't relate They don't here. get any. Yeah, that, or they that only have like two. There. We need more. Um, yeah, well, by the way, it was kind of interesting just kind of hearing yesterday because it wasn't, listen, Yesterday could have dropped a hundred different ways, and I thought kind of walking away when the dust settled, you did kind of sit back and say, what, we're the only uh, – is every every deal that L.A. is going to make just with Washington and people are, you know, <laughs> joking around about it, and people ended up uh, – what was – I think the Rams that sent a tweet and even <laughs> put the Was uh, Washington football uh, team on there about, hey, we have a 2093 draft pick or something like that. How does that sound for Chase Young? We'll, we'll give you a, our first draft pick of the 22nd century if you give us Chase Young. It feels it feels like that's where we're headed. All right, so wait, wait, I, I, I kind of and, – and just to give everybody a quick idea what Travis and I do will do for the show. This is a unique show. You don't have too many days like this where big-time names move and they both come to L.A. And I think there's going to be some interesting conversation. I think on the Dodger part, it's going to be more praising what they've done. And I think with the Laker part, there's going to be a lot of questions of do you like the fit, do you not like the fit. So feel free to call in any time of the show. We'll take, try to take as many calls as we can today, 877-710-ESPN. Yep, and it can be on any of those topics because there's a million places to go. Let's just, let's flip a coin and decide if we're going to do Dodgers or Lakers first. It's up in the air. It's heads. It's Dodgers. Let's go right there, right? Okay, so let's go through the whole thing. You and I, the whole group of us, we were texting yesterday, and it looked like Scherzer was headed to San Diego. And I, and I made the joke, I think, to, to you guys, like, let's hope he doesn't like fish tacos or something holds this deal up because – Danny Duffy is not the response to Max Scherzer. Danny Duffy, by the way, and I don't think we'll spend a ton of time on him today, that was a nice pickup, and that's a guy that you can use, but that was not the response to Max Scherzer that I think Dodger fans were looking for. And then, fast forward, what, five hours, six hours later, it's not only is it not done, but he's coming to L.A., and he's bringing Trey Turner with him. I think even casual sports fans understand who Max Scherzer is. He's a multiple-time Cy Young Award winner. He's one of the best pitchers in baseball still. Incredibly durable, tough, throws 100 miles, the whole thing. I think even casual baseball fans know that. Mm -hmm. I don't know if casual baseball fans understand just how good Trey Turner is. He's not just a guy that they threw in. He's not just a guy that, eh, okay, you know, give me, we need a utility player. Give me one of those, too. Trey Turner is one of the best players in baseball. He's a top 10 guy. He's a top 15 guy at worst. He's a phenomenal player. He does what the Dodgers do really well. He plays multiple positions. You can play him at short. You can play him in center. You can play him at second base. You can play him in some places where the Dodgers have had a little bit of holes or some injuries right there. That as, as valuable as Scherzer was to pick up, and I think that that's the piece that puts them right back on the top of the division, the Trey Turner element of this is nearly as good. It's ex it's just so incredibly exciting. Did you not think when the announcement came that Danny Duffy's coming to the Los Angeles Dodgers, didn't you think, okay, hey, did you think less that Scherzer was going to happen? Because I, yeah, I thought, okay, I they went out, they got a pitcher, they're going to start kind of filling in some of the holes. They're going to maybe have to go out and try to find somebody else. So the Duffy part of it happens first. 
when the Scherzer and uh, and the Trey Turner deal eventually go down, this is what went through my head, Trav. What went through my head is the Padres had a chance to be what you would feel was on the same level as the Dodgers. Yes. They had a chance to where if – this is what I mean when I say that. You felt like if the Padres got Max Scherzer – if they won a World Series, no one would say, oh, this is a complete shock, a surprise. No. If, if they had won a World Series, you would say, yeah, that probably has a lot to do with not only did they have good players, good pieces in the offseason, but they added Max Scherzer. When the dust settled and Max Scherzer ended up with the Dodgers, you know what went – it, it takes me back to that feeling of before the season started when everybody mm-hmm. was kind of saying, why even play the games? It feels like that, doesn't it? What's the point of even playing the games? You know, and, and what's what's the point of other teams going out there? Maybe the trade trade deadline goes till 1 p.m. Pacific. Mm-hmm. Doesn't it also make you feel like it, it has to be such a devastating blow? And you talked about this the last couple of days. Can you imagine if they ended up with a guy like Scherzer? And like you're saying, well, we're not even talking about Trey Turner. That was never even a, a, a right. thought process. <laughs> That was, you know, part of the discussion or the conversation. I feel like if you're any other team in Major League Baseball right now, you're pretty much saying, are we getting second? Are we making the playoffs? And that doesn't mean, you know, anything can happen. And and I get all that. But you talk about kind of putting yourself in a position where give yourself the best opportunity to go out and win. Andrew Friedman cannot do any more. You can't do any more for what he accomplished yesterday and what he's accomplished, obviously, throughout uh, – it wasn't just yesterday, but throughout the season and his tenure with the Dodgers. Yeah, it, it was an extraordinary pickup yesterday. And by the way, there's reports out there already, Slee, that he's not done, that maybe they're still looking for more guys to add to this team. And you got to think about a ninth-inning guy at some point. Do, sure. do they start making a look at that? I certainly think that that's a possibility as well. And just just throwing this out there, this is, this is the sort – of lineup that you can put out there for the Dodgers moving forward very quickly before we move over to the Lakers. When everybody is back, mm-hmm. your lineup is going to include A.J. Pollock has to play in left field. He's been one of their most consistent performers all season long. Mookie's going to play right. We know that. Justin Turner is not going anywhere. He's going to sure. play third base. Mm-hmm. Max Muncy is going to play every single day, okay? Mm-hmm. Probably at first base more often than not. Will Smith is going to catch every day. Where it gets interesting is right up the middle of the field. Corey Seager's coming back. He's going to play. He's Corey Seager. He's the World Series and NLCS MVP. He's a multiple-time All-Star. Trey Turner's going to play, okay? Mm -hmm. So that means two of those three positions up the middle, shortstop, second base, and center field, are occupied. That leaves one spot. Whose are the two names I haven't mentioned? Chris Chris Taylor Taylor. and Cody Bellinger. Mm -hmm. Okay? That's not a hard call at this point. That's a pretty damn easy call at this point. So we'll see what that means for Cody Bellinger. We'll see whether it means that Trey Turner goes to center and Max Muncy goes to second. There's a whole bunch of moving parts to all of that. We was that was that the scratch the surface? Was that the NL starting lineup in the All Star game? <laughs> it's pretty damn. All those guys have made an All Star team, with the exception of Will Smith. Will Smith is the only guy that I just of all the players I just mentioned, yeah. he's the only one that hasn't made an All Star team. And by the way, he will make an All Star team, and many mm-hmm. of them by the time it's all said and done. When, as the show progresses, you know, one of the names you just put out there was Bellinger, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, well, what happens to Cody Bellinger? I'll tell you what happens to Bellinger. I'll tell you what happens. You either get results or you're sitting next to Dave Roberts. That's the reality, Trav. And that's that's the position that the Dodgers are in. 
They don't have to force somebody out there because of what you've done in the past. No, no. What have you? What are you doing right now today? And I think that actually could be fantastic pressure pressure for Cody Bellinger. There is not this loose leash that, hey, you just figure it out, get things kind of working, eventually. Be, no, no, we got a big series coming up. If you're going to be sitting in the dugout the entire time, it's nothing personal. It's just business. Okay, so that's that's about 1% of the stuff that we want to get into on the Dodgers. 877-710-ESPN, your reaction to the Dodgers deals as well. Now, the other side of this, Lee, the Lakers also went huge yesterday. They make a deal. Kyle Kuzma, Montrez Harrell, KCP in the 22nd pick are on their way to D.C. and coming back the other way. None other than Russell Westbrook, a former MVP, one of the most dynamic players in the entire league, and the Lakers went out and got that third star that you've been talking about. So there, it, it, this is an interesting one because about a week ago the conversation started, maybe a little bit over a week ago, um, the conversation started about potentially Russell Westbrook. This is a polarizing topic, by the way. This is yeah. not a topic where you know every Laker fan is sitting back and saying this is and a polarizing. perfect fit. This is this is a perfect fit. This is exactly what I wanted to see. Kind of go down the list of free agents, right? Kyle Lowry would have been fantastic. Mm-hmm. DeMar DeRozan. Nobody's got to sit here and explain that fit or anything along those lines. Westbrook was an interesting one. And you and I both agreed on this. The concept of going out and getting a third star was important. Yep. That, that, that I think we both felt like they need to do. Now, what's it going to cost? Who are they eventually going to get to? Um, replace some of these other players? That was going to be the question. Westbrook raises a lot of questions. A lot of questions. I, I want to point out to one thing real quick. So Brad Turner put out an article last night, and he talked about a sit-down a couple weeks ago that LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and Russell Westbrook had, and the conversation about just wanting to win a championship, sacrificing for each other. Hey, AD... If AD was saying, if you want me to, if you guys want me to play more of the five, I'll do it. LeBron can go play the four. Westbrook saying, hey, you want me off the ball? I'll come off the ball. It's not, I can't sit here and tell you that it's a perfect fit, but what I can tell you is I feel better today having those three players as your foundation than I did yesterday thinking it might be Dennis Schroeder or another player that um, wasn't an all-star caliber player. It's really interesting you put it like that because that is exactly what I don't think. That oh, Everything you said about Westbrook, the player, I, I'm in agreement with, but I don't feel like they're any better today than they were a day ago. I, I really don't. They have, they have, a, they have a, a famous name on the team now, but the, the issues that the Lakers had were not addressed by this trade. The, the, the biggest issue that they have, their inability to make three-point shots consistently, is not only exactly the same, it's worse. right? When you add Russell Westbrook to your mix, your three-point shooting gets worse because he was the second-worst three-point shooter in the league last year. That's, that's just math, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, I just don't like this deal. And, it, and it's not that I don't like Russell Westbrook. I don't like this deal for the Lakers. I don't like it because all those things said, hey, LeBron can come off the point. Hey, Anthony Davis can go down here. Hey, Russell Westbrook will play off the ball. Here, here are the facts of the matter. LeBron James had the ball in his hands the seventh most in the NBA. He's the seventh mm-hmm. highest usage rate. Mm-hmm. Russell Westbrook was number two. Mm-hmm. You can't have both those guys. You can't have the guy that uses it the second most with the guy that uses it the seventh most on the same team. It doesn't work out. There's only one ball. You can't, and all these things, but, well, I'll move over here. LeBron James is your point guard. This is the way that he's played for his entire career, that when the games get tight, when you get into playoff games, he has the ball in his hands, and he should. 
He's LeBron James. That Russell Westbrook is not a great player without the ball in his hands. What makes Russell Westbrook Russell Westbrook is penetration, is athleticism, his ability to get to the rim, to create open shots for other people. These sort of things, that's not what they're looking for. He doesn't do well with a traditional big guy in the middle, which is, well, by the way, Anthony Davis. When the Lakers are at their best, it's when Anthony Davis is in the paint or very near it, not floating around the perimeter. It doesn't really fit a lot of the holes. And you look around and you're hearing words like curious, peculiar you're seeing grades that are ranging from d's and f's and c's and i'm not seeing a lot of a's and b's when it comes to the lakers i i like russell westbrook the player i just don't like him on the lakers this is why this is going to make for some fantastic radio for a very long time because i think there's going to be a lot of laker fans that fall into your camp and i could sit here and talk about russell westbrook um, the 32-year-old, who I think 33, 32 or 30, uh, 33 in December, I think. Mm-hmm. I, I got to figure that out. But I could Call sit here. 32 and, and a half. Okay. I, I, could, <laughs> I could sit here and talk about the Russell Westbrook who will be coming to the Los Angeles Lakers, who um, is probably just think about his career, who, by the way, has over 110 playoff games of experience. Mm -hmm. Think about over his career, the ups and downs when he was at the Oklahoma City Thunder, thought he had a chance to win an NBA championship, and then Kevin Durant just leaves, and then ends up with other teams where he's playing with James Harden, or he's playing with Paul George, or he's playing with um, this this, uh, past stint with Bradley Beal, never having a chance to win another championship, and Kevin Durant going to get two. I'm thinking of a player that you're not going to find anybody that wants to win it more and coming back to his home city and having all the playoff experience I'm talking about and being the third best player on this Lakers team and he's never been the third player on any any other franchise that he's played for. I get what you're talking about, Trav. I have an incredible amount of curiosity what Rob Palenka does from here. How do you fill up the rest of the roster? Does he address some of your worries that you're talking about? And then let Russ. If LeBron James and Anthony Davis didn't think Russell Westbrook was going to help the Lake Shale, I don't think that deal gets done. So I think this is part of the LeBron James executive general manager hat on. I could work with that guy, put that dog on my team, and let's go to work. I think that has a lot to do with it as well. I don't think there's any question about that. I agree with you 100%. That LeBron obviously likes this or wouldn't be happening. That, that, that goes without saying. So LeBron likes it, then I, I'm, I'm willing to look at it. I just don't see how it works because you're talking about all the playoff experience he has, and he does. This is not a Russell Westbrook is a bad player thing. This is a Russell Westbrook is not a good fit thing. There are, those are two different topics. Can I, I throw something at you? Can sure. I throw something at you? Sure. When James Harden went to the uh, Brooklyn Nets – what was the conversation? The conversation was, there's one basketball. Mm-hmm. How are you going to do this? Mm-hmm. What are you talking about? Kyrie needs the ball in his hands. KD mm-hmm. needs the ball in his hands. James Harden. All these guys, you only got one basketball. Who's the favorites right now to win the NBA Finals coming into this season? No, I, I hear what you're saying, but we still don't have an answer to that question. Right? We still don't know if those three guys work well together. They played eight games. So let me go back to this. <laughs> but let me go back to this. Who's the favorites going into the NBA yeah. Finals? No, it's Brooklyn. And the it's the Brooklyn Nets. And Lakers are second. And I, I, you have every right to question whether those fits are going to work. And I don't have an answer for it yet, right? We haven't seen these guys play. Brooklyn's played eight games together. They were injured in the playoffs. Milwaukee ended up winning the series. So it's not that you don't have a case. But I, I've always felt this with the NBA. Once the Lakers got LeBron and Anthony Davis, every other team was on notice that we got to go get – we don't have good enough players. If LeBron and Anthony Davis are on the same team, we don't have good enough players. What Brooklyn do? They went out and got James, 
went out and got James Harden. Mm-hmm. Once they got James Harden, now it was the Lakers and every other team saying, we might not have enough. And it feels like it's just now everybody, they're thinking, we got to go get our stars. We'll fill in the other pieces. It's going to be a challenge for Rob Palenka to go do it. It's the wrong star. That, that my, my argument isn't that he's not a star. He is. It's the wrong one. It's the wrong guy. And when you talk about all that playoff experience he has, he does. But are we talking about the playoff experience in Oklahoma City, in Houston, in D.C.? Because he's the first player ever to be a former MVP that's been on four different teams in four years. He'll be the third best player on the Lakers. Just remember yeah. that. He'll be yeah. the third best player on the Lakers. LeBron, Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook. Westbrook's never been in a predicament in his career. He was playing with James Harden. That that obviously wasn't going to work. He was playing with Paul George. I think this will be – It's got put it this way, it's got the opportunity to be a lot different because he'll be the third best player on the Lakers. You ever heard anything that's good sound described as peculiar or curious? Ever, <laughs> yeah. Those no. <laughs> those those grades, and I and I was looking at it. You're right. There's a lot of people on ESPN. There's D's left and right, and there yeah. there are a lot of people going after it. And you know, frankly, I will never email those people ever again in my life. <laughs> Here's the good news. We're going to find out. Somebody's going to be yeah. right and somebody's going to be wrong, and I can't wait to watch it. All right, we've got a million phone calls lined up. We're going to get to those, but I want to go back to the Dodgers next. I want to talk about exactly why the Dodgers were able to do what they are, and it's not just because they have a lot of money. That's only a very small piece of the puzzle. We'll get into that next. It's Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. It's extraordinary. It's extraordinary that all of that happened in the space of what, about five, six hours? The whole, th- the whole thing went down? It's just absolutely bananas that both of those things happened. Yeah, a little BS that it happened when our show ended. You know, not going <laughs> to yeah, lie. Yeah. Well, we got plenty of time to get ready, plenty of time to get our, our thoughts in order. It's time for some Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Here's the deal. The Dodgers are one of, if not the wealthiest team in baseball. The Dodgers and the Yankees kind of operate differently when it comes to economics than just about everybody else. Which is not always the path to success. No. Right? So and, and there are other big market teams. You could use the NBA as an example. Use the New York Knicks. They're mm-hmm. the most profitable. Their Forbes always puts them number Dallas one Cowboys. in the NBA list. The Dallas yeah. Cowboys. It's not going to guarantee you success. No, it doesn't. But what the Dodgers have done is they've figured out exactly how to use this payroll to its absolute maximum potential. And here's what I mean by this. The Dodgers were able to trade for Max Scherzer and Trey Turner yesterday, not because they can take on Max Scherzer's money, not because they may go and re-sign Trey Turner long-term to a huge free agent contract and still maybe have some room for Corey Seager. We'll get to that a little bit later on. That's only a part of it, that they can go beyond the luxury tax threshold and pay 62% on the dollar for some of these contracts, which they're going to have to do, is only a part of it. Yes, it allows them to do some things that other teams can't. But the reason they got that deal done yesterday was because they had Kyber Ruiz, who is one of the top-rated prospects in all of baseball. And the reason the Dodgers can let him go is because they have a young catcher in Will Smith who is going to be 
awesome, who already is very, very good. They don't, as weird as it sounds, they don't need Kyber Ruiz. They can take Josiah Gray, a guy that I was talking about very favorably over the last couple of weeks, who I think has great stuff and a great demeanor. I really, really like him. And send him to the Washington Nationals because they don't have to have him. Because they have other great... Dustin May is a great pitcher. You've got other guys like Julio Rios who have won veterans that are still really young guys. Sure. You can re-sign Max Scherzer. That they've developed this farm system to develop their own guys, to identify guys in other programs like Max Muncy, and go out and say, I'll take that guy. Chris Taylor was almost out of baseball with the Mariners. I'll take that guy. Hmm. He's an all-star. They get all of these pieces together, and then they can swing their giant financial hammer and crush people when it's time to go big for Mookie Betts, when it's time to go big for Max Scherzer. It is the best of both worlds, an unbelievable system of development and identification and the deepest pockets you can imagine. So not only do I have pieces to trade when you want to trade with me, it doesn't cripple my organization, and I can go above and beyond financially of every other team in baseball. It is a perfect storm, and Andrew Friedman deserves a ton of credit for all that. It's a ridiculous combination. It's almost an unfair combination because, Chad, think about this. If, let's say, the Dodgers... You know, they're going all in. They're going out and getting Max Scherzer. They're going out and getting Trey Turner, even though Trey Turner wasn't even a part of the conversation. It was really the Scherzer part. And what is mm-hmm. what really is Max Scherzer? Max Scherzer is, however you want to kind of lay this out, technically replacing Trevor Bauer. Technically. Because coming into the season, what what, what are you going to say with, this, with the starting rotation? Walker Bueller, Clayton Kershaw, Julio Arias, Dustin May, like you mentioned, uh, Trevor Bauer. It just it was ridiculous. How are you going to how are you going to fit five starters into this you know into this rotation? So in a sense, Max Scherzer, that's what he's doing. He's replacing Trevor Bauer. But when you talk about teams going all in, you know what usually what it means. Let's let's use the Lakers as an example. Lakers just went all in. Kyle Kuzma, young player, got to go. KCP, okay, he's got to go too. Lakers are going all in with Russell Westbrook, and they're rolling the dice on this. The Dodgers have a sustainable franchise. Mm. Mm. Where they, what, what, what's going to change next year? What's going to change two years from now? What's going to change three years from now? That, that's when I say I know, this is a Dodger by then. <laughs> what, what, Trav, when I say it's it's ridiculous and almost unfair. That's what I mean. When you got the combination of let me let me use Andrew Freeman. You you know you mentioned give this dude credit, and I know even in our prep you're like you want to spend an hour giving him credit. Yeah, there's a combination of being responsible and having every resource possible. There's a combination of making sure that your eyes are dotted and your T's are crossed, and having every resource possible. They don't – he's not looking at any – he's not allowing any holes to come up. So at least after the first 24 – or after these last 12 hours have gone past, we now – and I think most Dodger fans feel that the way they did in the regular season, I'm sure there's a lot of baseball teams out there in baseball markets that are looking, putting their hands above their head and saying, what the hell do we do about the Dodgers? It's your worst-case scenario. The smartest guy in the room is also the richest guy in the room. That, that's what you're dealing with with the Dodgers right now. There's your straight talk wireless, no contract, no compromise. Let's try our first phone call. Keep in mind, you can call about the Dodgers, 877-710-ESPN. You can talk about, talk about Westbrook and the Lakers, 877-710-ESPN. Let's go to Walnut first and check in with Paul. Paul, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's up, Paul? 
Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey. Um, I, you listened earlier this week, and I had you had um, somebody call in, and they were questioning uh, us playing small ball. Mm-hmm. But I look at you know Turner as one of the best small ball players in the in the league. Do you think that addresses that issue or no? Well, I, I think he brings a lot of things to the team. Not now he's he's an excellent offensive player, right? This I think he has the major league record for most cycles in a career, and he's twenty seven years old. He is an amazing offensive player, but you're right, Paul. This is a guy that can steal bases. He he might be the best base runner in the entire National League. That's something that the Dodgers do not have. They do not have a stolen base threat like that. Now they do. They do have a guy that can handle a bat. He's not – we'll get to this guy. He's not Cody Bellinger who's up there trying to hit it 900 feet or striking out with the bases loaded like he did yesterday. This is a guy that can handle the bat a ton of different ways. This is why that deal yesterday – like Max Scherzer is – King Kong in this deal, right? He's the ace MVP, multiple signing award winner, World Series champion. I'm going to jam the bat down your throat. We're going to, yep. you have no chance. And they got one of the 15 best offensive players in baseball who can play three different premier positions. He brings everything to the team. And yes, small ball's one of them. By the way, better go win that division. Better, oh. better, better go win that division. I mean, <laughs> it, it, Giants are are four games up in the loss column on the Dodgers. And, um, you know, you still have – I think you actually still got nine against the Padres but only yeah. three left against the Giants. And then Correct. the Giants and the Padres will go against each other in September ten times. If you went – I think I mentioned this to you yesterday we were talking about this. If the Padres went out and got Max Scherzer, um, if, if that happened, not just a dogfight – if it becomes, okay, are the Dodgers even going to catch the Giants? Are the Dodgers and the Padres going to end up facing each other in this one-game playoff where Walker Bueller potentially goes on the mound versus Max Scherzer? Okay, that didn't happen. So Scherzer's now uh, runner-up to Walker Bueller. I, mean, I, I don't mean that you know technically, but Bueller's going to be the ace on this team. Now it's you better go win the division so you're obviously not in that predicament. And I, I don't think there'd be any question that they end up winning it now. How many times have you heard me say, Slee, that anything can happen in baseball, right? Mm-hmm. That anything can happen. I would be shocked if the Dodgers don't win the division. Absolutely oh, it, it would be It would be an incredible, incredible underachievement if they don't win the division. It would be a combination of underachievement which I told, and bad luck because something weird would have to happen for this not to happen, right? Because Mookie's and they, coming and back. I'll tell you this, they've had, they've had bad luck so far this year. They, they, they have. They have. And, and they have one other guy. They have one other guy that needs to be addressed potentially that maybe they'll get it done today. So, you know, the trade deadline isn't until 1 o'clock this afternoon. So don't be surprised if we get another one. Let's try another phone call. Let's go to the Valley this time in Granada Hills. Ed, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's going on, Ed? Appreciate it, guys. Um, good morning. First off, I got to give this show its flowers because uh, it's really grown on me. You guys are crushing it, so congrats on that. I love listening to it every day. Thanks, Ed. Appreciate um, that. And a few, a few points I want to make on the Westbrook trade. I don't think it's all that bad if you look at what we gave up to get him. Let's keep it real. Kyle, he was checked out. Um, he wasn't really doing what we expected him to do. Uh, Montrez, we could do without him. I say Casey's the biggest loss, but we could feel uh, the fact that we have a THD, that's a big win for us. Uh, He's going to be a problem, and we didn't want him to be a problem in our own division up in Sacramento. Um, Also, LeBron's ankle, let's keep in mind, he's older, he's still a beast, he's still that guy, but we need someone with that motor that can just keep things going, put the pressure on him, and I think Russ is... uh, that guy and will be that guy for us. We still can uh, find a few shooters, but I think we're in good hands. 
Appreciate you calling in, man. Thank you. Um, hey, Trav, so, you know, it's kind of funny. We have not talked about this. Usually, you were just doing this with the Dodgers. Okay, well, what did you give up to go get those guys? And you mentioned, yeah. okay, there's this player, there's that player. Yeah, Okay. So the, but it was the right thing, and and yeah. that's it. Okay, so for the Lakers, what did you really give up? I, I've been you know kind of sitting here, and, and I I hate to do this because I appreciate what these players did with the Lakers specifically, Kuz and KCP. That's it with Kuz. Like I I think you reached a point where you knew it was better for both sides. By the way, go let Kuz play 35 minutes a game in Washington, and maybe he can average 20 points a game. Like, oh, he will. He's and, at they'll, this th- and they'll be 30 and 52. You're 100%. <laughs> and and let, him, let him go through that because yeah. I think with the Lakers, everything's been so structured. Everything's been, you know, especially these last couple of years, you're trying to win an NBA championship. I, I felt like the Kuz-Laker relationship, you knew it was going to end. It was just a matter of when it was going to end. Okay. KCP, he mentioned, that's a nice piece for the Lakers. And it is. KCP's replaceable. Let's see what the Lakers end up doing. Let's see what how they end up kind of figuring this out. KCP's re- re- replaceable. And the last one, the Montrez Harrell. Montrez opted in, probably knowing if he opted in, he was going to get traded. Let him go get another opportunity. He didn't play virtually anything in the playoffs. So I, I don't think the Lakers gave up uh, really much at all. Now, like I said, this is going to be the challenge. Rob Palenka, and Palenka's you know, obviously a lot smarter than you and I are ever going to be on the basketball front. He knows what he needs to go address. So initially, that well, trade is going to look a certain way. Now you got to go address some of those needs. I, I'm not throwing shade here, but he made tweaks last year that did not work, and and, and they got bad luck. You know, it's kind of a con- like we we're talking about the Dodgers thing. And he goes, these two things need to come together. That you need to make good decisions, and you need to catch a break here and there. Because if every break goes the other way, which it did for the Lakers as far as health then it doesn't really matter who's there. Or if the pieces that you did get to try to negate bad breaks aren't up to snuff, then you get what you get. We'll see what happens with the Dodgers. And here's the question I have, and I want to get into it nextly. Are the Lakers done? Are they done, or is there another piece to come? We'll get into that next. It's Travis and Slee, plus more of your phone calls on 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, more phone calls coming up in a second. If you're on hold, stay there. We're going to get to as many as you can. And the, the Westbrook thing is really polarizing. Everybody's just fired up for the Dodgers. It's, it's funny, Slee, because the Dodger thing is like, well, who wouldn't want Max Scherzer and Trey Turner? And you're sending out some very, very good prospects, but they're still prospects. And these two guys are both All-Stars, MVP, Cy Young Award winner, and at the top of their powers right now. It's just that, that one's incredibly easy to get excited well, about. Well, you could send out any prospects you want. At the end of the day, if you ended up winning a World Series this year, no one's going to talk about a prospect. They're just yeah. not. And, and, but, and, and, that, and that's me saying, even if Josiah Gray becomes an ace down the road, a World Series is a World Series. You know, that that's it's worth the risk. Let's put it that way. The only real conversation left with the Dodgers as we kind of move forward here, Trav, is either they delivered on those expectations that everybody mm-hmm. has, or they didn't. Because yeah. there is no... 
and, and this has been the case with the Dodgers, so nothing's really different. That's kind of been the case over the last couple of years, especially after losing a couple world, uh, losing a couple times in the World Series. But especially right now, I, I keep referencing to this, and I really mean it when I say it. Coming into the season, you had a mindset about the Dodgers that was, this is just ridiculous. Yeah. This is, it, it's 110 games, 115, how many are they going to win? All of a sudden now, you start getting that feeling again of, okay, well, you're going to eventually win the division. Who will you have after that? What's it going to look like? The rotation going to look like? Do you put, is, is Scherzer your third starter? Is it Kershaw? You know, like all those, those are going to start being the questions and, and nothing really else. <laughs> hey, just as you were saying that, I, I flashed back to the beginning of the season and I started chuckling to myself because imagine if breaking spring training, Dodgers getting ready to go and start the season. If I yeah. said, hey, just a heads up, before the end of July, Max Scherzer and Trey Turner are going to be on the team, too. I mean, what would have gone through your mind? You're already talking about a team that everybody's saying, you know, this team might win 110 games. If everything goes right, they might win 115 games. And I said, yeah, that's cool. Trey Turner and Max Scherzer will be on this team before the end of July. Get the, get the out of here. No, no, just cancel. Not. Just cancel the season. Just, <laughs> why so even me, play the games? Let me ask you this. And Travis yeah. Lee's brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. As far as moves go for the Lakers and 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 this obviously is the big move to go get Russell Westbrook it's the big splash it's the megastar etc cetera, etc cetera. do you think that they fill in what they do from here with just just a guy do they just players that oh yeah I know that guy or okay this guy or do you think that there's still something else that we're gonna be saying oh wow they got blank it's a good question. Um, they can't go over $143 million. So that's that's going to be their hard cap. And I think they're already at 121 based on what they already have, which I think was more than 19 other teams going, walking into free agency. I want to I say that's what I read. So to answer your question, if they go get another big splash, it's because DeMar DeRozan decided, I just want to be in L.A. and I want to try to win an NBA championship and I'm going to take X amount of dollars. So... That would be the big splash. Now, if if Rob Palenka has the ability to go out and do something else, fantastic. Can I update you on one thing here? Yeah. Um, Ryan Ward just put this out on uh, on Twitter. Love Ryan. So as a result of the Russell Westbrook trade, the Lakers have jumped ahead of the Nets as title favorites for the 2021-2022 NBA season, according to Sports Betting AG. Lakers 3-1 to odds, Nets 13-4, to Warriors and Bucks tied at 9-1 to after that. Yeah, no, look, people are people are excited about it. I and, and I get the excitement level. I just don't know if the payoff is going to be there because what keep in mind, Vegas is trying to get people to bet on stuff and the Lakers are one of those public teams. The Lakers are going to be really good. I think that I need to So be did very you prefer did, wait, wait, wait. Did you prefer cuz I think this is a yes. very fair question and, and you know, wherever you are on this, you can give us your thoughts. Did you prefer that they went out and got Buddy Heald, which would have then kept KCP, mm-hmm. and also you would have spent half the amount of money as far as a contract goes? Yeah, no question. And I just think that Buddy Heald fits the, the Lakers better. I think what the Lakers need, Buddy Heald fills that role better than Russell Westbrook does. Let's try some phone calls here. Uh, 877-710-ESPN. Let's go to Kyle to start. Kyle, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's going on? Hey, guys, how are you doing this morning? I'm a new listener, so I love your show so far. Thanks so much for having me on. Um, Thanks, Kyle. I kind of agree with the – I wanted Buddy Heald. When Trez opted in, I got really excited because I thought, hey, this is going to be Buddy Heald. Then one second, the Buddy trade, like, just folded, and it went to Westbrook. I'm not a Westbrook hater. I think he's a great player. He's a former MVP. He's an all-star. He just – I don't know if he fits with LeBron. He's a ball-dominant guard that needs the ball to be able to score. He's not like a spot-up shooter or a corner shooter. Um, maybe it works out, 
Buddy made the most sense. I don't, the pieces that were given up, Trez, Kuz, and KCP, and the first, I'm, I'm fine with that because I think together they, except KCP, he fit well. You know, Trez has said, follow the, the lineup. Kuz has been struggling. I'm fine with the pieces that were given. But I know you guys were just talking about it, but I just feel that Buddy would have been the more seeming fit for the Lakers. You could have then taken KCP and Schroeder and maybe not sign and trade with another point guard. I don't know how that would have worked. Um, and maybe maybe Rob has another plan where he can sign and trade you know, with Schroeder and still get shooting. But our biggest thing is we still don't have shooting. Buddy fit that mold perfectly. And now we are in a situation where, you know, two of our top three players are making 40-plus million. You know, Anthony Davis makes 35. Our cap situation is so yeah, low. Let, let me get in there real yeah, quick go ahead. because you go bring ahead, up Trevor. some really good points. Go ahead, Al. I just wanted to make well, sure you get a chance to respond. I was going to say this because we want to take a couple more calls here. So – you know, as much as I could sit here and defend that I, I think getting the third star and Russell Westbrook and LeBron and Anthony Davis, if they all feel like it's going to work, it's going to work. Get as much talent as you can, you possibly can. Get a guy that you know is hungry for an NBA championship, that this is the first time he's ever been on a team where he's the third best player. As much as I could line all that up, Trav, as much as I want to line all that up, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, we're going to see it actually happen and we're going to find out whether it works or it doesn't. So I, I think that's – and by the way, Rob Palenka obviously has a lot of other holes to fit. So what the Lakers do from here is 100% going to be interesting because if they don't address shooting – if let's just say, for example, they went out and got Wayne Ellington or J.J. Redick. Okay, there's a shooter. And then Carmelo Anthony said, hey, I want to come to the Lakers – and I'm just using that as an example, another veteran. Or Jeff Green. <laughs> Jeff Green decided, another veteran, hey, I want to come. They can find a way to fill in some of these other holes. I've always looked at the NBA as get as much talent as you can first. You fill in everything else. Lakers, obviously, that's what they did. Let's try one more quick one here. Let's go to Anaheim this time. And Ronnie, Ronnie, you are on with Travis and Slee. What's going on? Hey, pleasure, guys. Thanks for having me. Hey, so – I have a question for you guys before I get into my little argument. So shooting is the, what comes after what happens in a basketball play. Usually for the most part. (laughs) Hit me. Well, when someone drives, right? Usually you get an open shot when someone drives and you need someone that is talented, physically dominant, all those things that gets past gets, like gets past that initial defender. Right, yep. right, right. So I think like shooting is definitely part of the puzzle, but come playoff time, you need that Giannis, you need that LeBron James, you need that Shaquille. Hence, you need someone like Russ. And, you know, everyone, if you watch the finals, everyone kind of said the same thing. Like, hey, the refs are holding the whistles. They're not blowing the whistles, you know, with a lot of plays and less jump shots were being made as you got further and further into the finals. And, I mean, mind you, I could see them doing a box in one or, a, or a, you know, some type of defense uh, to keep Westbrook out of the lane. But other than that, I mean, I really – I would rather put All on right. my chip. Let, let, let it get in there, Ronnie, because we, uh, we we got a bunch of other people we need to get to. And plus, Lee – they're, they, they're probably not done, right? They're probably going to make some other guys, whether it's mid-level guys, whether it's a sign-and-trade. There's still, still a lot of work to be done. The free agency hasn't even started yet, right? And all this stuff is still pending. we got a million things to get to. But 
I need to make sure that the most important thing that we do today, and yes, even today, it is the most important thing we're going to do, it's Ask Slee. It's coming up next. It's Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. Country versus country, you versus the home printer. No matter the competition, you need natural fuel, and almonds are exactly that fuel for the best you. Almonds are natural, energy-packed, stay-on-task, feel-good fuel to power you through. A handful of almonds has six grams of plant-based protein. It's also an excellent source of vitamin E and magnesium. It just can't get any easier to fuel good so you can feel good. So whether you're podium topping or printing at home, almonds are natural fuel for the best you. California almonds own your everyday Every day. All right, Al, you ready? Can I throw one thing out here? Yeah, hit me. I know we got a lot of people that are on hold. 10 o'clock, we're coming back with phone calls. All right, go. All you, Trev. For for sure. Uh, Let's start with our pal Big E. Big E writes, did Slee ever own the clapper, and did you ever dream of adding the clapper to the Murphy bed? (laughs) You know, unfortunately, I did not own the clapper, and I'm no? still disappointed in myself. Um, I'm sure you could still find one on. I'm eBay sure you or still can. And every time I'd see the commercial, I'm like, "That's that's a good one right there. That's a good one." You ever get sucked into any of those infomercials? Well, I I did own the clapper for a period of time because yeah. who didn't want to clap their lights on and off? The problem is, sure. it didn't work. It, it would. Yeah, it would. That, that that's that detail is not important. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's the concept. The concept was there. You you you'd want to turn the lights off and you'd and they'd stay on and then in the middle of a movie you or or a sporting event somebody would close sure. a door and it would turn everything off it, it was it was very very frustrating but yeah no it got me I also Listen, had uh, I'm more impressed with that technology than fake space okay <laughs> much more impressed with that technology what about a sham wow or a snuggie you never went for either one of those on the uh, made for TV stuff those ones didn't get me those ones didn't get me but you know it, you throw a ab roller at my at my way and you show me a couple of people who are fit and I'm like oh that's it you just got I do this for four minutes a day, and you're set. What about that frying pan at six to nothing? <laughs> oh, that's a good that? one. That's a good I, one. I, I want that so bad, but I just know that the first thing I drop about, in is going to stick, and I'm going to throw it in the trash. About, wait, what is the one? What is the one? Gosh, dang it! What's one where the guy you have a leak like? Oh, and the, the, the the putty that you can seal the up putties with. Yeah. My favorite is when he goes out into the into Florida where all the alligators are and his seals boat. his seals his boat. I'm like, bro. Hey, this is not your selling point. Go like back flex into the seal, house. Right? He believes Oh, flex seal. That's, that's what it's flex seal. That's it. That's it. Good job, Fudge. All right, let's go to this one. This is from John. With the Westbrook trade complete, has Al already asked Amanda if he can do Lakers talk seven days a week, two times a day? Hashtag okay. Ask Slee. That one's actually not that funny because there were moments <laughs> last night where I had uh, – I had my uh, my niece's birthday yesterday and my girlfriend's birthday. Is it both on the same day? And Trav, I, I you know set up for a dinner. I'm down in San Diego. There's other stuff going on. I I couldn't tell you how like stressful my drive to San Diego was. All this stuff is starting to go down. I'm like, well, what if I want to do an hour of radio? All that stuff. So that one actually is not that far from the truth. Good. I'm glad. That. I'm glad that you're going to get some extra work. I'm, I'm happy for you along the way. All right, this one's from Darb, and it says, Good morning, Trav. Hashtag Ask Slee. Let's say Lady Slee and Slee are headed out to run some errands. Okay. Who's driving? It's a great oh, question, driving. by the way. Yeah, I'm driving. Every time? Every time. Why? Um, just, first of all, I like driving. Is she a bad driving. driver, or are you like no, no, no. Hamilton? <laughs> I, 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 I like driving, and yeah, she's just kind of the she's the passenger. I think she enjoys the passenger seat there. How long is your commute back? from uh, your home to the station? Like ballpark them the miles for me. 
Uh, twelve miles. Okay, so you're you're relatively close. Yeah. yeah, I have a much further commute on a daily mm-hmm. basis, and I did, can't remember the last time I drove the car when I didn't have to. <laughs> I am one hundred. Hey Sue, you you jump in the front seat, you take the wheel. I am, and all my friends used to make fun of me for it, and now they realize that being chauffeured is much better than driving yourself around. I'm just telling you, you might want to try it out. Just pop over to that passenger seat. I'm and basically, say, I'm an Would I'm an mind? Uber driver. I'm an Uber driver. <laughs> Anybody need a ride? Let me know. <laughs> I like it. All right. Uh, let's see here. Doomsday scenario. This is from Matoso eighty three. Doomsday scenario. I love these, by the way, these doomsday ones where it's like, do you want to get stabbed or shot? Oh, we got one of those coming. Sit sit tight. That's like two away. (laughs) This one is a doomsday scenario for you, Salih. Chickens are extinct. What's your next go-to food? (laughs) Turkey. (laughs) That's an easy one. What so what has less taste? What has less taste than chicken? Turkey. It's a, it's a simple one right there. <laughs> I want to know. My my follow up question is: What happened to make chickens go extinct? Because that sounds bad. That yeah, sounds like good. something very very bad happened. Uh, here's a good one. Mm-hmm. This is from uh, John of Fullerton. Which are you more terrified of: singing in public or dancing in public? Oh, singing. No question about it. Are you kidding me? Singing? <laughs> Impossible. Impossible. I'm going to sing in public. <laughs> no. Look, I, I think these – other than standing on a high ledge and, and with no railing or something, forcing me to sing a song in front of people and try to do yeah. it earnestly, yeah. is it, it literally makes my blood run cold. It's terrifying. I think one time – well, I, I think one time, Chad, remember when you, you – I think one of the questions was karaoke or something along those lines. Uh-huh. I'm like, who's karaoke? Nobody's going to freaking karaoke. <laughs> it's not great. It is not. No, karaoke. The, the thing about karaoke, though, is similar to dancing because the only place I'm going to dance probably is at a wedding, and everybody's had a good time at the wedding, so my yeah. dancing kind of blends into the background. If you go karaoke and everyone's having a good oh. time, maybe you can kind of float. I don't think that background. one's good enough. By the way, can I just throw one thing out here? Dodgers remain involved in the Craig Kimbrell pursuit, good. as mentioned earlier today on MLB Network. That's John Morassi. Hey, look, you've already tilted the field so heavily in one direction. Why not go all the way and just get everybody? Just just pick up every player that there's there. All right, one more. Uh, Curtis Perdue, would you rather fight Mike Tyson or Evander Holyfield? Jeez, that's not a good scenario there. (laughs) Um, Evander. Because? He's nicer. (laughs) He wouldn't finish the job? (laughs) No, Evander, I think, would have... I think would have a little bit more heart in it. Even though I love Mike Tyson, even though Mike Tyson's fantastic now, he has that podcast hot box and whatever it is. I, I actually really like listening to Mike Tyson. I think Evander would just be like, this guy's so pathetic. Let me just take it easy on him. <laughs> I have more of an angle with Evander on that one. But but here, here's, I, I think you're probably right. But let me And just Evander's more there. of a warrior, which ne- does not work to my advantage. Evander is in better shape, too. Evander, mm-hmm. Evander takes very good care of himself, whereas Mike's weight kind of fluctuates up and down. If you caught Mike in a heavy cycle, you might, he might wind himself before it's all said and done, so you might be able to survive that, whereas Evander could just keep pounding on you for days. Does that change your mind? No, I'm going to go. I'll just go Evander. All right, one more here. This is from Eagles Lakers, and it says, how are you letting this dude, Travis, trash the Lakers like this, Sliwa? Stand up, man. Hashtag ask Slee. So am I trashing the, Laker, the, the Lakers? I, I feel like I haven't trashed the Lakers at all, but apparently uh, Eagles Lakers thinks that I have. 
No, I, I think it's a if 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 Kyle Lowry just came to the Lakers or DeMar DeRozan, there wouldn't be much of a comp- let me use it as an example. If Max Scherzer and Trey Turner just came to the Dodgers, there's not really much to say. The Westbrook one, you can actually make arguments of, well, I question the fit. I question if this is the right move. And the Lakers haven't filled up any any other part of their roster, so it's fair to have some of these uh, doubts on, on what the Lakers did. All right, one more here. This is from Big John. Was Slee secretly hoping that Ask Slee would be preempted today because of 100%. all the trade news? Oh, 200%. 200%. <laughs> yeah, that one's uh, not even a question. Like, I was – I didn't bring it up in our prep, but I was like, guys, yeah, guys, today, right? Like, not so – we're obviously not doing Ashley, and the first thing you said in the prep meeting, okay, nine forty-five. We know we have Ashley. How are we going to mix in Scherzer and Westbrook? It's right. That's exactly how it went, and it was the right call because Ashley is awesome, and we nailed it yet again. Thanks to everybody that sent them. Remember, you can send them anytime. You don't have to wait till that day. I go through as many of them as we can. Ashley Monday, Wednesday, Friday at nine forty-five, and it's brought to you by Kia of Carson. This summer, find your next car SUV at Kia of Carson. Hurry in to Kia of Carson for the best selection off the four. Five freeway at the Carson exit. Go to KiaOfCarson.com. All right, the Dodgers have more good players than they have spots to put them. Who is the odd man out? That's coming up next. It's Travis and Slee, seven ten ESPN.